Today's Halloween, so we're going to go over the scariest marketing campaigns of all time. This is definitely an episode you don't want to miss. This is Don't Fear Grit with Rob Taormina. Marketing strategies and advertising technologies to help you build a better business. When talking about scariest marketing campaigns of all time, you're probably right right away going to gravitate towards certain things. Like, right, you can't have this conversation without actually having certain types of movies um, or books or headlines a part of the conversation. Um, But when talking about scariest marketing campaigns of all time, we're talking about the promotional campaigns leading up uh, to the release of whatever it is that that was released, movie, TV show, book, etc., um, and there have been some really creative campaigns um, to go along with some of these, uh, uh, you know, movies and whatnot. And there have been some really bad ones. There have been some really good ones. And so we're going to say the really good ones are the ones where the promotional campaigns were just as scary, if not scarier, than the thing that they were promoting themselves. So to kick things off, we're going to start right from. I guess the most current. So this is Halloween 2022 that we're talking right now. Today's actually Halloween, right? Um, so let's go ahead and go with the most current one. And the current one that I want to talk about is the movie Smile that came out. I actually thought at first when I started to see the campaigns coming out, I was bothered by them. I'm like, what a distracting campaign. Um, I was like, this is this was not sort of like ticking all of those like amazing Uh, marketing buttons for me. But as I started to watch more uh, games for like a major league baseball playoffs, and I would see these people strategically placed um, in, in the stadium so that they would be in all of these various shots. And then I realized, oh, this is definitely intentional and, and not just randomly placed, but definitely um, intentional in the sense that they worked with local networks. They worked with the local teams to make sure that they were in various shots. And I'm like, Actually, this is good because it's a little creepy, not crazy scary, but creepy, and it definitely got people talking about the movie, and the movie obviously released uh, uh, quite successfully. So I'm going to start off with the most recent. This was this past year, and I actually think that the Smile marketing campaigns that they released were, I'm going to give them actually a thumbs up, not two. I'm going to give them a thumbs up right there. I thought they were pretty good, uh, but as you can see here, you started to see these people popping up, and at first, probably most people not realizing the connection to the movie because the movie had not been released yet, just thought you had some weird people trying to get their quick 15 seconds of fame, uh, but then you, you definitely realize that the movie was laying claim to these particular campaigns, and you realize, actually, it was actually pretty pretty. I would say pretty creative, so I'm going to give them a thumbs up. I thought that was pretty cool. Not super scary. So definitely lowest on our list of scary, but definitely uh, super um, uh, creative anyway. Um, Next up on the list, this is definitely super, super scary. Now, when the original movie Carrie came out, this was a horrifying, um, incredibly scary movie. I think it came out in the early 80s, right? Maybe some people can fact check me and, and help me out here. But they remade it back in 2013. And the, and the marketing campaign that they put together, 
was brilliant. And they literally got to the drawing board and thought virality. They were like, we want to come up with something that will go viral. And we're going to lead into the virality of our promotional campaign to help promote the movie. It was brilliant what they did. And, and we're talking big, high production value because to have to, to be able to build a set around this particular idea, hire actors, obviously rehearse. There was a lot of moving parts to make this uh, amazing to really pull this particular type of, I guess we'll also call it a prank off. But if once you see it, you're going to probably be reminded of this. But it involved a cafe where uh, there was two people involved and this woman seemed to have some type of powers and doesn't put her hands on him, but is able to sort of like push him into the wall. The wall he then rides up the wall, and then in and th- that definitely grabs everyone's attention. But that's actually not even the scariest part. But then obviously she screams, and and lots of things happen in the cafe. Things falling, books falling off the shelf, paint uh, frames coming off. There was a lot of different things coming up, and no one else was involved. So all the patrons in the cafe were not the actors at all. These were people pulled off the street and you got real reactions from this. And what transpires transpires is, is wild. The people's reactions were absolutely wild. I remember this guy coming in with a pipe, like he was ready to like defend people. Like he's on an Avenger or something. This was brilliant. This campaign went viral. And I almost think that the campaign itself became more more popular than the actual movie, but it did its job. It got people talking about Carrie. It definitely got people curious about it, and they definitely went and and watched the the movie. I thought this was brilliant. This was horrifying. This was super, super scary, incredibly creative, and I think the team behind this did an amazing job at leveraging what's going on you know, right around Halloween leveraging the fact that this film was in the horror category and definitely want to appeal to the audience and use virality. I thought this literally ticked all of the boxes. This was a two thumbs up uh, for me. Um, I will say this like I do in most episodes. If you're just listening to the podcast, we also have a video version of this. So you can find us on all those popular video channels like YouTube. You can find this episode to be able to see these visuals because we're showing the audience also the video visuals here. So if you are just listening to the podcast like on your favorite podcast um, uh, channel and you're getting it through an R- RSS feed, well, maybe this would be a really cool episode for you to also check on YouTube. You can find us Don't Fear Grit. Uh, but yeah, there were some some wild, wild things there. Um, and then I would think also probably one of the more famous because I really thought that they were trailblazers in this space. And there were there's since been a bunch of copycats. But the Blair Witch Project, and I think where the brilliance of their marketing was behind this is that this, I'm, from what I remember, I think this was a film that was purchased from the original creators and they were pretty much known names. So there wasn't a lot known about the project, the film project. There wasn't a lot known about the people involved because the people that were shooting it were all the, also the actors. They ended up also using their real names from what I remember in the film. And so the, 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 the firm that bought it, what they decided to do is actually treat the premise of the film as though it was real, like it was an actual documentary. Because if you've seen or heard about the Blair Witch Project, that's sort of the perspective. It's it's shot from the perspective like it's a like it's a documentary. This is why a lot of people ended up getting really sick in the theaters because the camera's moving around a lot, right? So, but they played into that, and what they did was 
their promotional uh, promotional pieces were real or, or they cast it as these real things, missing persons. They contacted news outlets. They created this other fake whole documentary about the Blair Witch and released it on like a history channel. Like They did so much leading up to it that was not traditional advertising that led people to believe when's all, once all of a sudden the Blair Witch Project film was announced, hey, hitting theaters – You had all these other things that people were remembering them seeing. They remember seeing the missing persons. Oh, my God. It's the same missing persons that are in the film. They remember sort of hearing about or or seeing this documentary on the History Channel talking about the Blair Witch. And they're like, oh, my gosh. This is the real thing. This is the real footage that we, we get to actually see this. Curiosity in masses drove people to theaters to watch this. And uh, I, I think probably one of the coolest success stories in the horror film category. Um, and I thought, my goodness, such a creative approach, um, you know, because most people will promote things traditionally, right? And they don't think outside the box. This was thinking outside the box. And I really consider them trailblazers in this space. That's why I'm like, you get two thumbs up for this. Uh, now, terrifying, right? A hundred percent. Did they sort of cross the line with some of the things? People might argue that, but it worked, right? And and uh, so that's why for this particular category, scariest marketing cam- campaigns of all time, I'm actually going to go with this. I think that the Blair Witch Project marketing campaigns leading to the release of the film is probably the scariest of all time because the one where it with Carrie, if you were there, terrifying, right? Um, but it's sort of like if you were if you were there, it's scary, but it's like, oh, it's kind of not real. Like no one's going to be floating up to the air like that. No one's going to scream and things are going to come off the off the, the off the off the walls like the way that they, they did and in the moment people got scared because they're reacting to everything's fast-paced and loud right but in reality it's not real right but in this case they did a great when well, i'm talking about they the blair witch team the production studio literally spent time leading up to the release of the film implanting this idea that the blair witch project is real so you've got had hundreds of thousands, millions of people getting bits and pieces of information from all over the place. Again, like seeing missing person reports, using the actual people that were in it, their actual names, releasing other sort of little pieces of media, talking about other elements of the film. So you're talking about people believing that elements of this was true. And that's why this for me is two thumbs up. They went out of their way to be incredibly um, creative. This is now legit thinking outside of the box, but also understanding the time at which this was released, understanding the nature of the film itself. I thought this was awesome. That team behind it, two thumbs up for me. I thought they were absolutely uh, awesome. So I'm going to be keeping this particular episode kind of short. It is Halloween. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, as always, guys, we appreciate this audience. We appreciate this community. Do those things that matter now to us. If you could do me a favor, like, comment, share. Commenting is huge. Subscribing, absolutely huge. But you know what? Bring at least one person on the board to listen to an episode. Man, that would, I, that would mean so much to me from the bottom of my heart. I'm so grateful for that. So go ahead. Let's invite one person, everyone listening right now, let's invite one person to listen or watch the show. Let's grow this community, guys. So happy Halloween. I hope you guys just have fun um, uh, with this day, whether you're with your family or with your friends. Be safe. Don't be too stupid. 
Um, and remember, as always, guys, do not fear grit. We'll see you next time.